Joe Nash on Live 95. Irish travellers have the highest rates of acute poverty, the lowest employment rates and face some of the worst discrimination of six traveller and Roma communities across Europe. That's according to a new EU report and on the line to chat a bit more about it, uh, we have uh, Dr Cindy Joyce who among other things is a member of uh, the President's Council of State and University of Limerick journalism student and member of the travelling community, Martin Mongan. Uh, you're both welcome and uh, thank you very much for uh, Good morning, Joe. How jo- are you? joining us. Um, how are you, Joe? Um, Martin, do these findings surprise or shock you at all? Um, not really, to be totally honest with you. Um, I'm working in the media sector, as you know, and nine times out of ten, if you see a traveller's story, it is going to be negative. So the fact that these sort of statistics are here doesn't really surprise me, especially the the employ, employment one and the employment statistics because in the actual thing I said 17% of the national public would employ a traveller you know that's a 3% of people wouldn't how would you expect employment rate to be high when a 3% of people won't even hire you based on your ethnicity Right so the moment that somebody finds out you're from the traveller community you're excluded Yeah it seems that way because when it's only negative stories you read and see, you don't, you can't create a positive um, sort of feeling towards someone if you constantly think in the back of your head, oh, you only read negative stories. No, if there's positive stories, you get to realise that not everyone is the same. Yeah. I mean, Cindy, one of the interesting things about this EU Fundamental Rights Agency report shows that while Irish traveller children experience significant levels of bullying and harassment in school, they do have one of the higher participation rates across uh, the six traveller and Roma communities looked at Mm -hmm. in uh, Europe. But this doesn't translate into participation in wider society for most of them. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't. And I suppose that's one of the perhaps only positive that came out of the EU report was that there was um, up to up to nearly 100% participation in primary primary level. But uh, once they go into secondary school, I, I think that's when um, things change for, for the children. It becomes, I suppose, the discrimination and racism becomes much more open and much more um, visible uh, within the schoolyard. And um, I suppose when we're looking at... Um, the statistics that were out across the six countries, you know, across um, Belgium, France, Ireland, the Netherlands, Sweden and Britain, we can see that uh, we we here in Ireland uh, suffer um, the most discrimination. And I suppose we cannot fight this equality and discrimination without looking at um, the racist attitude in Irish society, how racism is deeply embedded into Irish society at every level, um, not just, I suppose, societal level, but institutional level. And we need to look at um, at state level as well and how policies are um, introduced and, I suppose, how we need to look at how equality and inclusion can be um, mainstreamed across all policy areas. And we need that to come from um, the, the the state um, from the top down 
and I suppose we need to improve um, the hate crime recording as well. And one of the things is that we are one of the few countries in Europe that, that don't have um, hate crime legislation at the moment, which can be quite difficult. But what we do have is um, we have the EU legislation and we need to begin to um, start recording those hate crime incidents. But um, before, uh, I suppose before we can even do that, we need to look at um, the trust issues that are, are um, between my community and on Garda Shikana because um, even there a few weeks ago within their own um, internal survey that, that they have um, published um, it, it came out that not one single front line on Garda Shikana has any positives to say about um, the community so when, when we're seeing that we can see that um, it's overlapping into every institution in Ireland and it is ingrained, the racism and discrimination is ingrained. Yeah, but Cindy, I mean, I suppose we have to be fair to individual Garda here. I mean, it doesn't automatically mean that every individual Garda has Absolutely. exactly the same attitude as, as, as others. Absolutely not. I'm talking about the internal service. So those that were surveyed, um, every single frontline guard didn't have um, any positives to say in their own survey. Right, we're talking to Dr. Cindy Joyce and to UL journalism student uh, Martin Mongan as well. I mean, Martin, you, you know, look at, at something as basic as hunger and poverty. This uh, European survey found 31% of Irish traveller households, including 28% of those with children, are in acute poverty. Uh, one-tenth of Irish travellers are in households where at least one person went to bed hungry in the past year um, uh, and uh, you know, have great difficulty, 40% of households, in making ends meet. Uh, you know, that's pretty frightening, isn't it? Oh, it is absolutely scary. Um, the fact that no, ch- no child, regardless of the background, should go to sleep hungry. Um we saw in England, um, Marcus Ashford, the English footballer, has done a lot about uh, child poverty in the UK, and it would be great to see some Irish sports people maybe get involved as well. But um, in terms of the, the traveller side of things, it kind of just stems from the unemployment again. You know, the more people employed in jobs and more money that's floating around. I think that if more travellers could get jobs in different sectors, it would help because of more money coming in. But when you come up against that barrier, when you see the statistics, it kind of just does turn people off and they kind of just hide away in terms of getting rejected. Because if you get rejected, like it is very heartbreaking, regardless if you're going for a job in a super value or a high-end job in, let's say, a law firm. So I do think that basics have to be covered in order for the entire country to grow. Yeah. And Martin, I mean, have you experienced situations where someone or people's attitudes, without naming names, have changed towards you when they become aware of your background? Um, I suppose I did when I was in secondary school. Um, the, the Mongan surname in Banasol, where I'm from, is quite common to be a traveller name. So a lot of people find the opportunity together. But um, it will say when I was in secondary school, there are some people who just wouldn't talk to me at all based on that and it's just obvious you know to be in maybe a circle of friends like we're all in the same school we all know each other like and they'd all say hello to everyone else or they'd all like fist bump someone and they'd leave me out like so uh, I don't really care so much about it anymore my opinion is if you don't think good enough to get a fist bump like I don't want to talk to you and did you find that there there were others where it wasn't an issue for either you or them 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, nine times out of ten, see, I'm I'm very lucky that I, when I was in school, apart from like the few people, like I had a very understanding year, and they kind of did have a lot of respect for me because of how. Well, say when I started school, there would have been twelve other travellers there, but when I finished, it was only me. Um, two of them ended up going on to finish the year ahead of me because I had a transition tran- uh, transition year, but a lot of them kind of maybe would have been sure of me became sure of me because I wasn't the stereotype that they have created in the head over what they've heard and what they've seen. Yeah. Um, Cindy, I mean, do you think that some of this, you were talking about, uh, you know, institutionalised uh, racism um, in Ireland or discrimination against um, travellers. Um, do you believe that it is so ingrained in Ireland that a lot of us are just blind to its existence? Um, absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't blame people, you know, because um, people grow up with this um, from 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 a very young age. You know that um, we are seen as different in Irish society, and uh, I suppose um, the, the between the negative um, stereotypes that are portrayed um, about the whole community, you know, those are embedded into into people's minds from a young age. So they see us as different, and they see us as um, as um, a community that are um, different and separated. And I suppose we need to change that in the fact that um, we need to bring in um, education into the schools. You know, we need um, our history and culture to be taught within the schools. We need more positives um, put out in the media. But also just to get back to um, the statistics on the poverty, we need to look at um, how um, accommodation has been um, provided um, to the community. Uh, we, We can see that the the, the local councils um, don't spend their budgets, but uh, if we're looking at um, the uh, children um, being affected by the acute poverty, we need to look at the sites where um, people are experiencing the lack of running water, the lack of sanitation, uh, and um, the lack of um, transit spaces. Um, and, and, and can I just give you just a couple of quick examples of WhatsApp messages that have come in um, to us? You know, it, one uh, from a listener saying, "Look, I've good friends who are members of the travelling community." However, poverty, particularly among children, is across the board, regardless of whether parents are part of that community or not. What would you say to that, Cindy? Um, absolutely, yeah. I think that Ireland um, has a huge problem with um, child poverty, and I need to. I, I, I think that we need to look at that um, in a, in a more. Um, focused way i think that um because i suppose we we are um one of the richest countries i suppose in the world and we are seen as um a, a country that um stands up for human rights and human rights abuses we need to begin to um look that mirror inwards and see our country in general. Like we have a huge um, problem with um, homelessness and um, uh, many children um, in homeless um, situations, including travellers. And I think that overall in general, we need to look at um, the hunger and the poverty right. among, among and, children. And, and then, and Martin, I'll, I'll ask you about this one. Here's another WhatsApp message. Um, uh, poverty, Joe, did you say poverty? There's no such word when it comes to travellers. The wealth they have is something else, but in a lot of cases, it's hidden. Um, to that person, like uh, the way I kind of live my life is if I wouldn't go to someone for advice, I wouldn't, no, if, if I wouldn't go to someone for advice, I want to set their opinion. He clearly, or he or she clearly has an opinion based on whatever happened to them in their past, I'd prefer not to answer it. You know, if you've that sort of state of mind, I don't want to hear your opinion. Mm. What would you say to it, Cindy? 
Um, I, I, w- I would agree that that's, that's their opinion, but I, I would also say that um, the statistics show um, a, a, a different um, picture to what um, that person is saying. And by the way, the fact that um, for a number of years now um, the Irish traveller community is a, a, an official ethnic minority, has that helped, Cindy? Absolutely not, no. Um, I think that... Um, I suppose on on societal level, on the ground level, uh, and in local communities, it has helped because it has helped um, locals to understand the community and community culture in a much better way. But at a, um, a state and um, policy level, it hasn't um, elevated any of the the community in any way um, out of poverty or um, into um, the workforce. And, and um, I think that that's down to um, the policies not um, put forward. You know, uh, like if we look at um, our state policies, we ha- we have we have many good policies, but those policies are not implemented, and they need to be implemented. We need to improve um, the more effective um, mechanisms um, to to improve that. And we need to look at how Ireland. Like this isn't the first time that a shocking report has been. Um, uh, uh, published in relation to Ireland and its uh, violation of human rights against us as a community. Okay, all right. Well, listen. Thank you both very much for talking to us uh, about this uh, report. Um, uh, Irish travellers, um, uh, as compared to uh, a total of six traveller and Roma communities across uh, Europe. Um, uh, Dr. Cindy Joyce and UL journalism student and member of the travelling community Martin Mongan. Uh, we appreciate your time today with Joe Nash on Live ninety five.